Well, welcome everyone. Glad you all made it. Uh, we, we have some special guests here from Gunnison. A crew of us came from Gunnison, and so uh, this is Max. He's asked if he could if he could speak uh, for a minute. So, Mr. Max, I don't know what you got under there, but hopefully it doesn't bite. Oh my! This is the, from the Gunnison Church, and it is a, a symbol of Project Salt. This came from 650 feet below the plains of Kansas. Huh. That's cool. This is way cool. Can I lick it? <laughs> I'll stay. That is way cool. I love it. That's great. That's awesome. Yeah, we'll keep it. Thank you very much. I'm going to talk to you about that after this. Here we are. Um, let me get situated here. I will mess up tonight multiple times, so I'm just going to tell you that right now, okay? Is that okay? Um, I'm not really polished. I, I made sure I, I looked all right. I got made fun of last time. Everyone said I wore too baggy of pants and too baggy of shirt, and so these, these emo guys made me go get these tighter stuff, so... I'm not feeling too comfortable, but I look good, right? Okay, so, hey, would you, would you, because this is going to be a real casual night, uh, would you please pray for me right now? Just, just, just quietly yourself. Uh, pray that, um, that my heart is filled, that my mind is clear, that the words that somehow come out of my mouth make sense, and that they will, I don't know. Find a way to your heart. Thank you. <laughs> well, in your, uh, in your chairs are these little connection things. We would love to have your information. This is our second meeting ever, so that's kind of cool. Uh, we'd love your address, phone number, all that stuff. And in the back, there's a, an offering box thing, and you can drop those in there afterwards. We'd, we'd love to have those. Uh, also, here's these cool, I love these things. I don't know why. They're, I call them action cards. I, you know, I, what are they? They're index cards. I, I don't know. I just like them. You can make a little notebook out of them, your cute little notes and stuff. So there's the action cards. Um, and then the, uh, what's real important, before, before service began, we were scrolling on the screen uh, ways that you can follow along. So if you have a cell phone, pull it out, okay? Go to Uversion. It's all right. And you can follow along on there on our live event. All my notes are on there, and there's some cool little video links and all that stuff. So for all you techie guys, you have permission. All right, just don't be on Facebook the whole time while we're talking. Okay, so here we are. What do you say when, you, uh, when you're starting a church? <laughs> what do you say when you, when, you, when you pull into a town and you're like, okay, God's called us here? What do you, what do you say? It's like, hi, I'm, I'm Aaron. And especially this time, this is the second time that we, we've ever come together. Well, I've been married to uh, Lauren, beautiful, beautiful wife, for 13 years, okay? She's, I don't think she's in here. She's back with the kids having fun, screaming. So she's back there. We have two daughters. Uh, one is Zoe. She's 12 years old. And one is Audra. She's 10 years old. And one great thing about being married for me is that dating is over, Dating's over. Maybe you were a great dater 
or maybe you currently are a great dater, but I, I didn't take notes in the dating class because for some reason I was not a good dater. Maybe you are. You come across as an awesome person when, when you're on dates or when you went on dates, but I guarantee you this. When I went on a date, if I could do something wrong, I would. If I could say something wrong, I did. In fact, one time my friend was, he was, he was, he was like convinced that this girl in Springfield, Missouri was like it for me. And we lived in Miami, Florida. So, so we set up this blind date, and we drove from Miami, Florida to Springfield, Missouri to, to go on this blind date. Not, well, not my friend and I, but I'm going, you, you know what I'm saying. So we, we pull up, and it was, it was already uh, kind of set up where I would meet her at her work. She worked at a bank, and uh, she happened to be closing that night. So I pull up. I'm kind of excited. I don't even know who she is. I know that she's the last one to come out of the building. She comes out. She locks the door to the bank. And then she has to do like this little uh, like deposit thing. So she does the night deposit thing and then turns around and immediately goes, because oh, what she did is dropped her keys in the deposit as well. And it was a Friday night. No one was going to open it till Monday. And I'm thinking, this is a great way to start a date. Like, she's worried about her car keys or house keys. And like, hi, I'm Aaron. And so that's how it starts out. And then because I'm Rico Suave, I had already set up. I, I, I drove around, you know, Springfield and figured out CeCe's Pizza is probably not the best to go. And I, I found this place I thought was nice. So, so I take her, you know, we, we pull up. And, I, and she just kind of rolls her eyes. I'm like, oh, great. This is... This was like not her favorite spot in the world. So I'm going, okay, strike two, here we go. First one wasn't me, though. It wasn't. It, okay. So strike two, we, we go inside, and, and, you know, like girls always do, I don't know why, she dismissed herself to go to the bathroom as soon as we sat down. I'm like, all right, whew, just kind of breathe in a little bit. And then, and then the waiter comes up and, and asks for drinks, and I'm going, uh, uh, okay, I can, I can get off on the right start here. And so I, I'm thinking, all right, I'm going to order her a drink. And I already, you know, I'm smart enough to not order her a diet drink. I'm like, I know that's not right. And so so I, I order a, a, a Coke for her. Uh, she comes back, and I'm excited. I'm like, yeah, got you a Coke. She's like, good, I don't drink soda. I'm like, awesome. That was pretty much our night. Like, from then on out, it was like, man, I'm hot. I'm cold. She liked country music. I don't like country music. She likes cats, I like dogs. I mean, it was like one of those where it was the complete opposite. Uh, have you ever had one of those? Anyone ever had one of those? Well, being married means that I currently and don't ever plan on having to win someone over again. Dating is over for me, and that's good. However, this is kind of where we're at right now. We're, we're starting this church called Project Salt, right? And it's kind of like dating. Uh, you're here for the first time, or at best, you're here for the second time. Congratulations. Perfect attendance. I like that. Uh, and here I am. I'm up here telling you uh, what we're about, what we will do, what we'll look like, how we'll act, how, how God has called us to Greeley. And the good news, I've already told you that I'm not a good dater. So if I can say something wrong, I probably will. And if I can make up a word, I probably will probably tonight. I do it often. I make up words, and they sound good, and hopefully you know what I'm meaning by them, but I will, okay? So the, here's the deal. The good news about that is that at the end of this, if you come back for a second date, it wasn't because of me. <laughs> it was because God drawed you, and that's what I really want. Did I say drawed? Is that a word? See, I told you. 
You're laughing back there. I told, I, told, I told our guys when I make up a word to just throw something at me, but you get it. But the deal is this. Project Salt is not about personalities. It's not about being professional. It's not about getting all the, the words on the PowerPoint right all the time. It's not about saying the most elaborate words. Project Salt is about you and God and God chasing after you. In fact, I'm gonna claim this as we begin, okay? 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verses 1 through 5. If you have that, open your Bible. If you have your U version, go to your Bible notes. I love this. I kind of claim this one. It's like the asterisk for my preaching, okay? Because it's Paul. He, he goes and he's, he's, he's talking to the church of Corinth, and this is what he says. Chapter 2, verses 1 through 5. And so it was with me, brothers and sisters, when I came to you, I did not come with eloquence or human wisdom as I proclaim to you the testimony about God, for I resolved to know nothing while I was with you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. I came to you in weakness with great fear and trembling. My message and my preaching were not with wise and persuasive words, but with a demonstration of the Spirit's power so that your faith may not rest on human wisdom, but on God's power. My prayer is that you don't come because we have a cool cello, is that cello, right? Or these awesome drums, or that I wear skinnier clothes now, but you come because you see God and you want more of him. I've learned something in my, in my years of living I've learned that when God is chasing somebody, when he's chasing somebody, they will be caught. With or without me, they will be caught. It's really not up to me. My job is to show up. Good news, I showed up tonight. That's my job. And my job is to tell you of the joy that I found in Jesus Christ, to try to explain it, try to put words to it, and then let God prompt and move your heart. You're here tonight. Congratulations. I'm glad that you're here. I'm not sure how you got here or even what kind of relationship that you have with God tonight. Every one of us here falls into one of two categories, okay? One, the first category is this. Um, you already have a relationship with God. There was a moment in your life when you said, God, I surrender control to you. We call it conversion or becoming a Christian or, or whatever. That's it, okay? The, the, the second category is you don't have a relationship with God. Now, there's a lot of subcategories to that, but the baseline is you don't have a relationship with God. You could be seeking after him, confused about him, mad at him, whatever, but, but we, we all fall in one of those two categories. Know God, have a relationship with him, or don't know God. Regardless of where you're at, I know that everyone in this room right now can use more life can use more life. Think back on your week this week. Was it a perfect week? Yeah? Did everything go just like you wanted it? Did you win the lottery? Was it cool? Think back on your week. There's moments, it happens daily for me, where I need more life. I need more God, I need more encouragement, I need more joy. I'm human, I mess up. And so I can guarantee every one of us in this room tonight can use more life. 
And so as people that are seeking after God or people that are, are far from God, we can all use more life. You see, when we're living the way that God designed us to live and we're chasing after him and we have a relationship with him, some things don't matter. You see, it may be that at your workplace, you see co coworkers that are scratching and biting to get up to the ladder and be the boss, but you know what? As Christians, as follower of Christ, we don't have to put our hope in that because he is the one that will lift us up. He is our provider. You know, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what the doctors say about the medical reports. If they don't even look good, we can stand and say, God is our healer, healer. He will heal us if he chooses to. You see, what we put our hope in is completely different from people who do not have a relationship with God and do not know where to place their hope and their joy. Something that I hope you catch here tonight and we continue to catch as Project Saul is no matter what our days look like, come in, going out, is that we can consistently say, God is good. God is good. Whether our life is looking peachy or we're going through hard times, we can consistently say, God is good. He is my provider. I will not worry about tomorrow. I place my trust in him. When you know who God is and we're walking with him in this life, it's good. And I've also seen the reverse to be true. When you don't have a relationship with God our King and you're distant from him, life on earth can be very shallow and can be very empty. Going with the waves of the sea, just going. Last month when we gathered, that's kind of weird to say, last month, we talked about Project Salt and why Project Salt exists. And, and I'll fly through it for those of you that weren't here, okay? We exist to be, do, be. Okay, let's move on. Okay, be means the moment in your life when you say, God, I need you. We all need, we all need to run into that moment. And then when we run into that moment, God then says, okay, you love me good. Now I've gifted you special and unique to go out and do something for me. I can't play cello. So I'm glad she can. Thank you, Tasha. So we all are gifted to do, but we can't end there because if we end in finding our identity in what we do, then we've lost it. Our identity every night needs to be found in who we are. So be, do, be. Got it? Clear as mud? All right, let's move on. Tonight, what I want to talk about is what we do at Project Salt. We talked about why we exist. So what do we do in this structure? And in talking about what we do, we are also saying what we don't do. And that's almost just as important to say, what we don't do. God has given us a very specific vision for Greeley. Uh, if you would, there was these, these black little cards. If you pull that out, if, if you would, and, and look on the back. Here's this, this neat little saying. And man, it's a simple saying, but if you think about it, it's pretty profound. We want to change the way people see Christ, Christians, and church. How do you think the world views currently Christ, Christians, and church? Depends upon what circles you're in. I have a feeling that in Greeley, Christ, Christians, and church have a good name and also have a bad name. What we at Project Salt are about, and let me put an image to it, 
what is this, the rock fist, the pump fist? What is this, huh? I don't know what this is, but this, this is the image that I come up with, okay? And it's this, following Christ is exciting. You ever been to a, you ever been to a concert or whatever, and people, or a, or a Super Bowl party or something, and been to a sports event, and everyone's just jumping and cheering and going like this? Guess what? Do you think Greeley could use more of this to being a Christian? Saying, you know what, this is real. This is true. I want this. And so wherever you're walking, whether you're working at a bank or you're a teacher or you're a student or wherever, we're consistently going like this and we're saying, Greeley, Greeley, wake up. There's a God and to follow him is so awesome and so exciting. We want to change the way that people see Christ, Christians, and church. There's nothing more exciting than waking up with a bigger picture in mind. Waking up with a bigger picture in mind. Knowing you are a key player in a story bigger than yourself. So what's our story at Project Salt? <laughs> what do we do? The first thing we do is prayer. Prayer. Write that on your cool action card. I like these way too much. Prayer. 1 Thessalonians 5.17 says it really well. It's a big verse. Pray continually. All right. I memorized that one. Pray continually. We are a people who strive to know the voice of our king. With his voice, everything was and will be. Are you in a relationship right now where you don't talk to the person? <laughs> what kind of relationship is that? And as Christ followers... We should pray continually, listening to the voice of our king so we know how to act, think, do, respond. He can soothe us when things are hard. Pray continually. If we are ever a church body that's moving together and not praying, watch out. Don't come anymore. Pray continually. The second thing is people. I'm a pastor, so I do everything in like PPP, okay? So ooh, that didn't sound good. <laughs> Prayer, people is the second thing, all right? Hebrews 10, 24 is a brilliant verse. I love this verse. It says this, and let us consider how we may spur each other on to love and good deeds. Let us consider how we can spur each other on to love and good deeds. You know what that means? I should lay awake at night thinking about how to spur Jeremy on to love and good deeds. As a people that walk through these doors and go have coffee and move together as a body, our job is to encourage each other and to spur each other on to love God more and to love the world more because we have this great big mission right here. We want to change the way that people see Christ, Christians, and church. That means we better be lifting each other up and encouraging each other and running after the same goal, saying God is good and you are good. Keep going, keep going, even when you fail and even when you mess up, because congratulations, we all mess up. God is good. As he molded you, molded you with his hands, he had your purpose in mind. Your very specific, world-changing purpose in mind. He went, I love you. And he molded you. And when he made you with his hands, he put everything that you would need in you already to change the world and to live out that specific purpose 
I have a question for you. Oh, wait, let's go on. We didn't get to partnerships, did we? Okay, sorry. I already messed up. Prayer, people, and the third one is partnerships. And this is what we do. Partnerships are very important. Ephesians 4, 11 through 12 talks and says this. It was he who gave some to be apostles, some to be prophets, some evangelists, some to be pastors, some teachers to prepare God's people for works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up. What does it say? We've all been gifted uniquely. We all have a specific role as a body of Christ that's moving together. He molded you and he has you in mind for that purpose. We at Project Salt wanna come along and spur you on and find out what God's created you and gifted you to do and then come beside you and help in this. I have a question for you. And those of you on version, you can answer it on your phone. That's kind of cool. I like that. I'm kind of nerdy like that. Here's the question. How many of you feel like you are in an intricate part of a cause bigger than yourself? How many of you right now in this room woke up today and you feel like you're an intricate part of a cause bigger than yourself? That means if you didn't wake up today, there's gonna be a lot of disappointed people because they're counting on you to change the world, to encourage them. How do you feel currently? I've seen people who love what they do, and you have as well. Oftentimes, I see it in the eyes of teachers when they see their kids come in, and they, you can just tell they love what they do. You know when you come across someone who loves what they do. And you also know when you come across someone who doesn't like what they do at all. Do you feel like you're something special and doing something that no one else could do? I want to uh, show you a little video, and then I'm going to introduce you to Sophie. Uh, But this video will kind of set up what we're going to talk about. Um, It's with Love 146. It's a great organization. Uh, You're going to learn more about this. But please just watch this video. Have your Kleenex close by. We are Love 146. The statistics surrounding child sex trafficking and exploitation are staggering. It's estimated that billions of dollars every year are generated from the sale of human beings. In fact, human trafficking is estimated to be the second largest income generating syndicate in the world. Statistics estimate that two children are sold every minute. In 2002, a small group of friends and I traveled to Southeast Asia to see what was going on firsthand. While there, we went with a couple of undercover investigators into a brothel posing as customers. Having to pose as the very thing that we were so repulsed by was one of the most disturbing experiences of our lives. We found ourselves standing in a room, looking through glass windows at little girls with red dresses on, being sold as commodities. These girls were sitting there watching children's cartoons on little television sets. We were standing shoulder to shoulder with men who were purchasing these little children, these young girls, by number. These girls had even the dignity of a name stripped from them. 
One of the most disturbing things that night was the look in these children's eyes. There was nothing left there. There was no life left in their eyes. They were just staring robotically, blankly, at these crackling little television sets. But I remember there was this one girl, and my guess was that she was probably new to the brothel, and that there was still a fight left in her eyes. She was the only one not looking at the television sets. She was staring out of the glass at us. I don't know her name. I'll never know her name. But I'll never forget her number. Her number was 146. There was still a fight left in her eyes. There was still life left there. Number 146. That's how we came to be. Love protects. Love defends. Love restores. Love empowers. We are Love 146. Sophie up. <laughs> Please give a, a warm welcome to Sophie. I think, I think it's on. Okay, Hello? I, I, I kind of de debated like explaining what happened last Friday night, and I thought, you know what, it would be really good if, if you just kind of explain the opportunity that even Project Salt had to be a part of this creation. So please explain to us what happened last Friday night in, in your own words. It's a big question. Um, last Friday night in Greeley, just at the Union College Civic Center downtown, we had a benefit concert, and all the proceeds went to Love 146, which you just learned about. Um, and we had four bands, Project Salt's own Bushida, and The Fray, and Churchill, and Holly Lovell. Um, and we also had a representative from Love 146 come and speak and just um, enlighten people about the issue and what they do. and. Uh, it was really awesome, and we raised, I don't know the exact number yet, but around $24,000, which was great. And there was like 1,300-ish people there that all learned about the cause and like what they do, and that was the whole reason we did it, is to bring awareness and to have money for them. So anyway. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's what happened. God did crazy things. <laughs> yeah. How many of you were there? How many? Okay, it was absolutely insane. It was, it was great to be a part of. Um, I'm curious, though, what spurred you on to, to do this? Um, on, it came really fast. <laughs> it started because I'm writing a research paper on sex trafficking, and I was just um, researching it, obviously. And I came across Love and 46, which I had heard of in high school. And um, through researching it again, I just really... Uh, got really Im impacted by that video. I still get chills every time I watch it, but I just really felt like I wanted to, well, first of all, okay, I have to do, had to do like a service learning project for my class, and so like we had to be a part, is that me? No. Okay. <laughs> we had to like be a part of the change and do something proactive um, and just spend some time dedicated to, to like working with an organization and working towards ending what we're writing about. Um, and then, so I had a crazy idea of just putting on a concert, a benefit concert for um, Love and 46 as my little project. And then God took it and made it like 10 times bigger, which is awesome. And um, so yeah, I just started with 
a research project, and then also God just really tugged at my heart and just mm -hmm. really told me that something really needs to be done. Yeah. Well, I was there. <laughs> you walked out. I mean, 1,300 people, and I'm a crier, so I understand. <laughs> you, you, yeah, the I first cried. thing happened is you, you, you start crying a little bit, and then, then you gain composure. I don't, usually don't gain composure, but you did. So <laughs> congratulations. Thank that you. was awesome. <laughs> what was the highlight of your night? Um, probably that moment, actually. I'm really embarrassed about it, <laughs> actually. But um, like I cried because I walked out there, and like I just had this like idea that was, seemed kind of crazy, and it was just really little. And then I walked out there and saw how many people came and like was on this stage. And I was like, gosh, like this is really happening. Like, this really like came together, and God just wanted this to happen, and like God's here, so that's yeah. why I cried. <laughs> okay, I have a personal question for you. Sure. Why didn't you think small? I mean, that's big. That, that's 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 absolutely enormous. Why didn't you think? Okay, I want to raise like a thousand dollars. That's pretty, that's a lot of money. I could use a thousand dollars. Why why did you go? Suddenly now it's going to the civic center. Like what happened? Are you just like? A big dreamer? I mean, what happened? Uh, I, I guess so. <laughs> um, really, I just, like, it started small, kind of. Um, like, with my idea, and I remember talking to, like, my roommates and being like, wouldn't this be so cool? It's like, we could just do it in a little coffee shop, and, like, some people could come and learn about it, and we could raise some money. But I think God made it mm. bigger than I thought. Because I was just like, oh, yeah, that'd be cool. And then God was like, um... No, like, the, like, these are the bands that are going to do it, which all of them, like, would get a big crowd, so then we needed a bigger place, and then um, I, Jeremy helped me plan all of it, by the way, and so he one day was like, hey, like, the Civic Center is, like, really cool, and, like, we could do it there, and I was like, okay, and then they offered it for free, and so they wanted to be a part of it, um, so, of course, we did it there, and I think all these things kept happening to make it bigger, and then, like, Love 146 obviously was very interested. And so they're like, yeah, we'll send a guy, we'll come. And all these people kept donating all these things. And it just grew a lot bigger. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, it was great. Like, I think I just started, had this little idea. And then God was just like, okay, like, boom, 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 here we go. And then yeah. he just made it super big and did all of it, really. Like, it was amazing how well everything went. And that's when I was like, okay, yep, like, God wanted this to happen. And God's. God's making it happen, so. Okay, one last question. Mm -hmm. So, what would you say to anyone in this room wanting to be part of something big or have, have just has something in here and they don't know what to do with it? Just do something. <laughs> like, if it's in your heart for a reason, like, God put it there, obviously. And, like, um, I don't know, like, it's weird because I, the idea came, like, super fast. And I was just like, okay, yeah, I'll do it. And I didn't really think about it, which I know now is God, like, moving through me. And so I think, like, I don't know, I would just tell someone to do something. If you have a crazy idea, like, God probably put it there, and he'll make it happen. And, like, he'll make it um, what he wants it to be through you and through the idea he put in your head. So I think if you have something there, like, don't just think it's like, oh, just this, this is just a crazy thought. Like, it's there for a reason, and you should probably do something. <laughs> right. Okay, one last question. I told you that was my last, but one more. <laughs> All right. You're such a good speaker. Can you finish my message? <laughs> yeah, let's see what, let's see what you <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're, we're almost Okay, give it up for Sophie. Thank you. Thank you.
Thank you very much. Here's the deal. God wants you to stand out in the crowd. He wants you to stand out in the crowd. He wants the world to see his goodness in you. I want to say that again. He wants the world to see his goodness in you. Don't play small. At Project Salt, we were thrown this little opportunity to kind of somewhat help Sophie with this. That's what I'm talking about. Forming partnerships, saying God's created you for something. What is it? How can we show God off in the middle of this? When we are alive in Christ, we are infused with joy and purpose that we get, cannot be explained when we're alive in him. We can't sit quiet doing nothing. We can't run after selfish desires. We will consider others better than ourselves. We can't come across car wrecks the same when we're alive in Christ. We can't chase after the dreams of this world because we're alive in Christ. We can't view relationships as casual anymore because we're alive in Christ. We can't let death thrive and have a say in Greeley and in our lives. We can't just sit on the sidelines and do nothing. We have to move, act, do, and be because we found something and it's a gift. I wanna show you one more video. And I want you to think about this. This video speaks to me a lot. It's a band called Cigarros. You won't understand the words because it's in Icelandic. I think you'll understand the imagery of it though. When we have something that's just beautiful, Regardless of our age, regardless of whatever, we have to share it. We have to do it. We have to keep the joy. And I want us all to keep in mind right now, in Greeley and in our lives, yes, yes, yes. Go ahead and watch this. <laughs> <laughs> 